there's a move called a TikTok that one of the Air Force gymnasts did. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. So they go up on their hands on a handstand and they kick one leg over to the other side and then they kick back. It's almost Just like stop it. hands of a clock, a little TikTok move on the beam. See that seems really easy to do. I'm going to go and do that when we get off this. Well, your splits are so good. I'm sure that your TikTok. Would... I can nail a good jazz split. I'm sure I can do a TikTok. I love watching gymnastics because I like all the crazy flips and all what they do, like on the bars. Double back with Kenty Mac. Welcome to the newest gymnastics podcast, Double Back with Kenty Mac. Each week, I'll watch a meet and discuss it with a friend. This week, please welcome Merida. Hello. Hey, how are you? With special appearance by Harper, I hope. Oh, yes. I hope so, too. I am well. Thanks for inviting me to watch a match with you. Of course. I'm so excited we got to do this. We've been talking about this for a while. We have. I know we've watched Simone Biles, and we've talked about Simone Biles a lot. Mm -hmm. Is this the first time you've watched a college meet? You know, it certainly is. I feel really fortunate that I have a friend like you that opens me up to new things. And this was a great meet to start with because these were the two hometown teams from where you and Gary are from, right? Yeah, we're from the Denver area. So we know where a lot of those women were from. A lot of them who were native Coloradoans. I didn't realize <laughs> until they said it on the broadcast today that Air Force and Denver are the only two Division I gymnastics teams in Colorado. So this was the Colorado matchup meet. That's very cool. Very smart. Very cool. Just so the listeners know, we <laughs> met at a wedding. In Colorado. In Colorado. What? And what because... was that wedding? That wedding would have been in 2008. And then we got sushi after. Oh, we got sushi and some sake and then some. It was one of those weddings. We needed both of those things after the wedding. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> so our husbands met in college. Patrick said it was about 1990. How old are your listeners? I don't even know. I mean, do the math. <laughs> I'm going to assume the listeners run the gamut. They run the gamut. They run the gamut. Yeah. So we've known each other for a while and our husbands have known each other for quite a while. Even a longer while. Yeah. A longer while, which I'm delighted that they know each other and that we now know each other. Now, this is not your first podcast experience. Yeah, I have a podcast called Are You Waiting for Permission? And I co-host that podcast with my dear friend, Joseph Bennett, who lives in central Mexico in a town called San Miguel de Ende. We met when I was visiting there when living in an RV with my family, as you do. Can you tell us about living in an RV with your family? So we were living in Colorado. And my stepdaughter had graduated from high school, was moving on to college. And our daughter, Harper, was five or six, five, I think. And we wanted to maybe 
live somewhere else and transition and do something big and new and different. And so we rented our house out on Airbnb, as you do, and bought an RV and traveled through the south of the U.S. and then dropped into Mexico and fell in love with Mexico, stayed there for about six months. And then on that trip, we decided that we wanted to move to New York City because we felt like it would be a city that best suited all of us and our various needs and personalities. And so far, so good. And we love it. So that was a little RV trip to kind of discover where we wanted to be. And we knew we wanted to be in a city. We knew we wanted to be in a place that was a little bit more diverse than where we were. And we wanted a place with culture. So here we are. And what a time to be here. I feel like an official New Yorker. We were here for a little over a year before the pandemic hit. But because we lived through the pandemic in New York City and we're still smiling, I feel like we've earned our New Yorker badge. You have. You yes. absolutely have. Thank you. Thank we you. We were having a Zoom cocktail one evening and you and Gary said, we're going to have to pause for just one second because this is the moment where we go outside and we cheer on the healthcare workers. Yeah. So we all stopped and we went outside on your little screen and we got to do that together. It's fun. Yes. Such we a did. New York moment. It was such a New York moment. Yeah. That was beautiful. That seven o'clock and recognizing our frontline workers and having Broadway actors out on their fire escapes singing. And I mean, it was just really special. Well, let's jump into the meat. So we got to watch Denver and Air Force today. This was yeah. at Denver. Denver started on vault. A uh, couple of the outstanding vaults, I thought, one of them, Jessica Hutchinson. She gets yeah. so much height. Her body stayed open the entire time. And she almost stuck it. She did a little bit of a hop. But I thought she did a really excellent job. Such an excellent job. And, you know, I'm quite the novice when it comes to this. But I have to say the level of stress that they must be under. I mean, just for the landing alone is crazy pants. And especially like these little things that they get marks against, like if their legs aren't quite, you know, exactly precise, like it's really phenomenal what they're able to do. That's right. The, the chest up, you can't yeah. be too low of a squat. You need your feet close enough together to snap those heels together at the end of the vault. Yeah. There is a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> so kudos. <laughs> kudos. And of course, this might be a theme of the meet, but of course, they talked about it a number of times. Denver is without two of their superstars, mm -hmm. having mm -hmm. lost Mia Sundstrom and Lindsey Brown. So this is one of a series of meets where they're figuring out how to fill up some of those lineups. We saw some people that we hadn't seen before. I thought they did a nice job in the vault. There were six solid vaults. Riley Mundell does a Yurchenko one and a half at the end. That's one of their two 10-0 value vaults. And they also had Emily Glenn, who does a Souk full, which is their other 10-0 value vault. But Riley took a large step on hers, but she got a nice score. She ended with a 9.875. And Jessica Hutchinson got a 9.825 for that big Yurchenko full. Those were really the, the highlights I thought there. Beautiful. Yes. 
I love it. So then over on bars, Air Force started on bars. Mm-hmm. Did you have anyone that really stood out to you on Air Force's team from bars? I would say uh, Genevieve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. She was like and a spark of light. Yes. Mm-hmm. She went up in the fifth spot. Yeah, she was one of my highlights, too. Mm-hmm. She did that Maloney to pack the two releases in between the bars. And then her double layout, big dismount at the end. Hers was a little bit low, and she took a hop forward. But she has a really nice swing. She's really fun on all of the events. She was yeah. really outstanding to watch tonight. She really was. She really was. That's a question I have for you. When I first started watching, I said, nobody's smiling. When is somebody going to smile? Like, I get that this is stressful, but you're making me stressed out. Which I, so uh, when she finally came out, especially when she did her floor, I was like, thank you, Lord Jesus, for the smiling and for letting us, the audience in and letting us and allowing us and giving us that space to exhale. It was really Lovely. So I'm just curious about how they get coached in the, these the, for these events. Like, I'm I would assume that they're being coached to smile. Like, I know that's not the primary thing that they want them to be doing, but it makes a difference. It sure does. And you're right, Genevieve. Every time you saw her on an event, she's a ray of sunshine on all of the events. I think there's two things going on from a young age, gymnast are taught to keep their game face on. So keep it very serious. It's obviously a very complicated sport. They don't want to get distracted or get out of the game. But you're right, in the performance, they are taught to emote, show the emotion, show the the smile or the joy, if that's the purpose of their floor routine, or show the, the drama, if that's the purpose of the floor routine. And I hate to read too much into someone who maybe has a more serious face on the sideline versus someone who keeps it a little bit more light and fun on the sideline. But it absolutely is super joyful when you see someone who they get to college and they just get to have fun, enjoy that team experience, root for each other, and then show the joy that they feel with gymnastics. And Genevieve Sabato is an excellent example of that. Do you feel Kent, that the coaches are able to not like not be biased about that? Like, are they able to really just look at the move itself and the execution of it, regardless of the smile or not? I'm curious about that piece. Does it sway it? In terms of judging the routine? Yeah. I think you can get the judges on your side. Absolutely. If you draw them in. I think that uh, smile and that joyfulness is one way to draw them in. I think performing the skills the way other people can't perform the skills is another way to draw them in. For instance, Jessica Hutchinson, spoiler alert on the balance beam, she's got such beautiful extension. When she does her leaps, when she does her back handspring layout, everything looks elevated above what everybody else is doing. And I think that's another way to draw the judges into your performance is to really perform something exceptionally. Yeah. Beautiful. It's interesting because one of the other highlights for me from Air Force's bars was their sixth competitor, Amber Bowl. They said that she was 5'9". That's very tall for a gymnast. She looks very different 
than everybody else. She does the Maloney to bail those two releases in between the bars. And then she does her toe on to double tuck. She nearly stuck it, but all of those handstands and those swinging moves just looked very different on her because she has such long extended arms and legs. So during the rotation break, going into rotation two, the camera got a little trippy. It reminded me of that. What's that horror movie that they said they had filmed on their own camera? Oh, oh, in the woods, right? Yes, in the woods. Oh. Call it out at home if you can remember the name of that film. Oh my goodness. Yeah, just say it out loud right now, listener. It's totally going to come. I'm going to be falling asleep tonight. Something ghost something. Was it? The listeners know what we're talking about. Oh my goodness. That's yeah, I know. The rotation break. I it totally they did. Thought they had turned the feed off or something, but this camera was walking around and it was shaking and it was this very trippy. You saw a couple of athletes on crutches going to the next event. And I thought, what is happening? There was a lot of camera stuff happening in this, in this meet. <laughs> there was a lot of camera stuff. Happening. There was some I would like to give a shout out to Brad Thompson and Marcy Jenkins, our hosts for the afternoon. Yes. I thought they did an excellent job. Very yeah. informed. They kept us on track. Appropriate commentary. I thought they did a nice job. They did. And we got a close-up of his eye at the end. Brad's eye. There was some special camera stuff happening at the very end of the meet where they were getting ready. And I don't think they knew they were on camera. I did see that at the end where and, he was. And then there was a the close up. Out of the back of his neck. And she was kind of flipping her hair and getting ready for the final mm -hmm. wrap up. I did see the moment where they didn't think that they were on camera and they were kind of sussing up, but I didn't see the eye business. Yeah, he though there was a big old zoom in on 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 Brad. I mean, right? He keeps his it's eye good. on the meat. He did. He keeps his eye on the meat. It was a metaphor. <laughs> I appreciated at the opening they highlighted yeah. Jessica Hutchinson and Genevieve Sabato. And I thought that was a nice way to really set us up for what we were about to see because those two were two of the very outstanding yes. athletes that we got to watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then we switched and we went to rotation two. We got to see the first two vaults from Air Force. And then we got to see the first bars routine from Denver, which by the way, was Alexandria Ruiz. And she did an excellent job. Yes. She's little tiny and she hit every handstand right on top. And then she did that double layout and almost nearly stuck it such a great job i thought this kicks denver off to the right foot for rotation two mm -hmm. and then the stream went up we were looking at green for about 15 minutes 15 minutes yep i went to twitter a couple of members of the gym internet were at the meet and they talked about what a beautiful job hebnick did on the uneven bars with her beautiful toe point mia hebnick from denver and i thought I wish I was seeing that routine, but I can't see it. No, we were just like, it looked like a green field. It was a green field. There was a little scoreboard up at the top that looked like mm -hmm. it was a different sport. Maybe mm -hmm. we had flipped over to field hockey or something. But we were in it together and that's all that matters. We were in it together. They came back and they were doing the wrap-up highlights of Rotation 2 and they showed Jessica Hutchinson's bar routine and her yes. discount. This beautiful double layout that she totally stuck. Yeah. Like, oh, that looks nice. Sure wish we had gotten to see that. 
So Jessica Hutchinson got a 9875. She and Riley Mundell tied for the bars title at this meet. They also showed Emily Glenn with an ice pack on her hand. So I missed that. We had been tuned out for 15 minutes, so I was getting a little concerned. She had gone over to chat with Mia Sundstrom and Lindsey Brown. They showed the two of them with their crutches and her with the ice pack. What's happened? So then later in the commentary, they mentioned she had fallen. She scored a 9-0-7-5. And maybe she hit her hand in a strange way. So they pulled her out of the floor exercise for precaution. They just want to let her rest that hand. And I'll hope to have her back next week. Another spoiler alert. That led to a fun moment in rotation four when someone new got to go in on the floor in Emily Glenn's spot. Rotation three. Denver was on the beam. Several highlights here. Did you have a favorite beam routine from Denver? I took notes, Kent, like a good student. Good job. Thanks. Thank you. Bella. So I'll say that. Bella, yes. I've had Bella Mabanta on my fantasy team for the past two seasons. And it was exciting to see that Momo EY and Bella Mabanta were the first two on beam because I thought they are really putting these two gorgeous beam workers right at the top of the rotation. And Bella did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. one of your highlights too. Yes, I, that's why I, I perked up when you said Bella and I went, yes. Yeah, she did pretty toes, pretty split positions. Yeah. Back handspring layout was her series. Smooth as silk. The back handspring to one and a half dismount. Little step forward. Two really high quality beam sets at the top of the lineup. I thought that was really well done. They then had a miss in the third spot. So Alexandria Ruiz came off on her back handspring back layout step out. So then Callie Schlottman was up in that fourth spot. You know, you can put up six. You only have to count five. So a lot of pressure on Callie Schlottman. She went up and did an excellent job, stuck her dismount, got them right back on track. And then they got to finish with Jessica Hutchinson and Riley Mundell. Jessica's extension and Riley, the long straight legs and her leaps, they look very different than the rest of the competition because they just do such a nice job. And Riley was Harper's favorite. Yes. Yes. Riley was Harper's favorite. Riley has also won one of my fantasy teams this year, so I'm keeping an eye on Riley. She had an excellent, excellent meet this week. And I also heard as I was watching that Jessica's mother and grandmother were both in the Olympics. Is that correct? That was news to me. I knew that her mother, Sylvia Mitova, had competed for gymnastics in Bulgaria and competed at the 1992 Olympics. So I was aware of her. I did not know that her grandmother also went to the Olympics and I need to look up what event that was. I don't know if that was gymnastics or if that was something else. I might look that up myself. I'm very curious and no pressure, right? Like when you have three generations of Olympian or were great gymnasts, so no pressure, no pressure, no pressure, three generations of gymnasts. Her mother's gymnastics was also characterized by beautiful movements, musicality. And I thought Jessica showed a nice job yeah. for exercise and really feeling the music, doing nice dancing. She's keeping the three generation tradition alive. She is. She is. She's keeping that legacy moving forward, moving and grooving. 
Moving and grooving. <laughs> Moving and grooving. Meantime, Air Force was over on the floor. Mm -hmm. Did, were there any of the Air Force athletes that stood out to you? Well, I feel like I've mentioned Genevieve already. She's the one that I had my eye on the most. Deja Stevenson was also a standout to me. Deja Stevenson was a standout. I would say that's true. Yes. I agree was she, who was the one that did the really beautiful double pike? Genevieve did a great double pike. Ayla McKeon and Cameo Stapleton also did double pikes. Okay. Deja started with a front full front layout for her first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then ended with the round off double tuck for her second pass. My note on her, she's a little bit taller too. And I thought she just looked regal. Like her yes. was very impressive. Like you just watched her. She had fun music was sort of club dancing and she looks very different from the rest of the team in terms of her carriage, her performance quality. She was one of the standouts for me as well. Great. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Genevieve. And of fun course, Genevieve. dancing, fun music. Everything was fun to watch with Genevieve on floor. Lots of confidence. One other note I had in this rotation, they work in a let's go air force into every routine. So in the music, they'll have a four beats where you hear the whole team shout, let's go Air Force. And I thought that was really cute. And so I was started waiting for it in each routine. When are they going to shout it? I have a question. Do they all know each other's routines? Because I noticed, I don't remember if it was Genevieve or not, but there was another woman off to the side doing the choreography as well. And I thought that was curious. Yeah, so they practice together about 20 hours a week through their whole college time. Mm -hmm. They get to know each other's routines so well that you will see them on the side doing some of the key dance moves together. Sometimes they even choreograph something fun where the team maybe reacts to one of the dance moves that happens. I think I even saw on the balance beam, a few of the team members in the background doing the arm movements along with the competitor. So they yes. do just because they're around each other so much, they get to know those routines. So fun. It's fun to watch when they, you see them all dancing together. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so, it's great. It's wonderful. So then for the final rotation, Air Force went over to beam and Denver onto the floor. Mm -hmm. If we start with Air Force on the beam, Two of the ones that stuck out to me were Val Smith in the fifth spot. Yep. She has a very, very smooth quality. Her tumble series was very smooth. Her, she does the hitch kick side aerial to full dismount, which she totally stuck. It didn't look like she was nervous. She didn't have wobbles. She wasn't unsure of herself. Confident beat. I like seeing a confident beat. Mm-hmm. I really, that one stuck out for me as well. And then Deja Stevenson again. And then she Deja. mounted mm -hmm. with a front tuck on. And that <laughs> was the only high-level mount that we saw. It's a big risk to do a difficult skill like that at the beginning of the beam routine. And she did it so well. Again, she had that regal body carriage. And she did a little bit of the talk to the hand choreography. Yes. Yes. We'd love to have a moment to talk to Harper about her reactions to the gymnastics meet as well. 
So maybe we'll be able to entice Harper to come on and chat a little bit about some of her favorite routines, events, leotards. I guarantee she'll have some opinions. <laughs> Can you tell the audience how old Harper is? Harper is 10. She's 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And she is getting more used to, you know, being on podcasts and vocalizing her opinion. That's she did a TikTok live with me the other day. It was beautiful. I thought she had done gymnastics at one point. Has she never done gymnastics? Just no, she's in, she's in dance. She's done uh, ballet. She was in the Nutcracker this past winter. And she's now currently in hip-hop. I think we might have seen a few hip-hop routines in this meet. I don't know if she'll talk about this or not, but she said that one of them put a little twerking into her routine. She was very impressed with the twerking. I'm always impressed. I can't do any of that. So that's very impressive to me. Harper loves twerking. When she wants us to laugh, she twerks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So next time you see Harper, just say, show me the twerking. Ladies, this is your two-minute rotation period. You may now prepare for the first warm-up. Hi, Harper. Can you introduce yourself? My name is Harper Glendag, and I love watching gymnastics because I like all the crazy flips and all what they do, like, on the bars, and sometimes they stand, and I really like my all-time favorite was the floor. And what did you think about Denver's floor versus Air Force's floor? Did you have a favorite one? Yes. I like the Falcon, the, the blue team. Yeah, Air Force. Did you have a favorite competitor? Yeah, the Denver one, it's, Ry it's Riley. Riley. She's one of my favorites, too. Do you think you'll want to watch the gymnastics again in the future, especially from Denver? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a leotard that was your favorite between the Air Force, the blue ones, or the Denver ones? I, I like the black ones because it was all sparkle. Sparkle. Did you see at the end there was a dance party? Both teams were out on the floor dancing together. That song that they were dancing to was actually a song that my gym teacher played on special occasions and basically all of us could do it. Oh, so you've danced to that song in the gym also? Yes. Have you been up on the balance beam? Yes, there's like this gymnastic place in Denver. It's for kids and I was on the balance beam. I ran on the balance beam and then I Dove into the big pool of blocks. Oh, nice. Like the pit. You got to jump. Yeah, the, the pit. pit. Yeah, the pit. And have you been on the trampoline? Yes, I have. It was really fun. I like to do the butt bounce on the trampoline. <laughs> and I saw yeah, I like the gymnasts did that choreography in their floor routine where they would bounce on their behind and bounce back up. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Harper. It's good to see you. I hope we can do gymnastics again together. 
final rotation is coming up next. So then over on floor for Denver, I thought this was a really excellent rotation. This just really capped off the night that there were lots of very nice routines. Did you have a favorite from Denver on the floor? Jessica Hutchinson, mm -hmm. I felt was really lovely on the floor in her routine. Yeah. Those beautiful long lines. So even something like her dismount, she does a front layout with a twist and a half. It's called a Rudy. And she bounces right into that straddle split right after. Pretty simple combination, but it looks so beautiful when it's done to the max. And that's what Jessica Hutchinson does. She has very dramatic music. I thought she made very pretty shapes. You can see that lineage. Pass down the gene pool. That's right. Yes. So Momo Ewai started the routine again. I thought she did an excellent job. She has very quick twisting. She mounted with a one and a half to front layout. My note on her, she's little, but she has big dramatic movements and she can dance. Your eyes are glued to her the whole time. She did an excellent, excellent job. Started them off with the nine, eight, seven, five. And then you knew it was going to be a great rotation after that. Unfortunately, Emma Brown in the second spot had a mistake on her two and a half twist. She opened with yeah. a two and a half twist. She was a little over rotated and ended up running out of bounds. So the last four needed to hit great sets so they could hopefully drop that one score. And then Bella Mabanta came up right after. Right when the music started, she was in a scale position where she was leaning over and touching the floor with her leg all the way up over her head. Yes. So beautiful. I thought, what? So beautiful. What a dramatic way to start your routine. And, and unless you have a great split, don't do that. Unless your split looks like Bella Mabanta, don't start your routine that way. I'll keep that in mind next time I do the splits. I can do a good jazz split. For those of your listeners that don't know a jazz split, it's with a bent knee. The bent back knee. The bent back knee. <laughs> like Frankie Valley does in Jersey Boys. Totally. Bella had very rhythmic drum music and some guitars. I just thought her dancing was so fun to watch. And then Riley Mundell came up. And so there was constant drama throughout this rotation. The commentators mentioned she hadn't really hit to her potential this season. She was a 9.05 last week. They really needed yeah. a strong score from her. And she had an excellent routine. She started with the double pike. Maybe that's the double pike here. Oh, that might be the double pike. Mm -hmm. Pretty leaps, front layout to front full in the middle, and a punch Rudy at the end. And the whole team just burst into celebration when she hit because she had really hit an ideal floor routine. She ended with a 9.8, and that set up Jessica Hutchinson. Had such a beautiful job. And then because Emily Glenn had slightly injured her hand on the bars, Callie Schlottman made her first career floor performance, stepping in for Emily Glenn. And what a great job she did. She started with the punch Rudy. She had fun dancing. She, I thought she really showed the exuberance and the joy in her dancing as well. I thought so too. I pushed down. She, she had a little bit of a sass to her, which was nice. 
I thought if we were going to see a nervous floor routine, it might be this one. She was up in a must-hit situation, had not had experience in the lineup, but she owned it. I also thought she had very good musical sense. You could tell she was listening to the music, performing to the music. Congrats, Callie. If you're listening, congrats. Congrats, Callie. And I like the sass. More sass. More sass. Smile and sass. A little SS. So in terms of the two teams, like we had talked about coming in, the teams are ranked very differently. These are the Mm -hmm. two in-state schools in Colorado. Air Force was ranked number 49 coming into the meet. Denver was ranked number 11. Denver is going to be shooting for one of those regional seeds where they're in the top 16 going into regionals so that they have a great position to try and make nationals. Their national qualifying score coming in was 196.64. They scored a 196.475 today, which is right in line with what they've been scoring. It's not going to improve their standing. They've held the line. They've replaced some of the athletes that are out. And you can feel good that they're going to have a strong finish to the season. Air Force came in with an NQS of 193.165. And they scored a 194.65. So they're going to really increase their national ranking based on this performance. Their season high so far is a 194.9. And they got that 194.65. So they almost got their season high. So hopefully that's just going to propel them forward. Now is that, is the Air Force like on the up and up when it comes to their ranking this season? Because didn't they get a new coach? Their coach used to be one of the assistant coaches at Iowa, another really great, fun school to watch. And they have been increasing their rankings every year. I think you might be right. Air Force has been the middle of the rankings team for a while. They may just be on the up and up. And once this coach has been at the school for a few years and their recruiting can start to respond to having this new coach and having some of this new success, I think Air Force might be one of those schools that we should be looking for in the future. I think so. I felt being someone that doesn't watch a lot of gymnastics, there was a spark to that team that you could feel. Air Force has great skills. I've got to give a shout out Grace. to Air Force gymnasts on the uneven bars. Grace Bardis does a piked Delchev and it was Excellent. This is a skill that you don't see very much. And it was fun and exciting to watch. The main difference between the two teams, Denver, I think, shows that refinement. The skills are a little bit more refined. The split positions are a little bit more refined. They really finish the routine. Air Force has all the excitement and the difficulty. It's just a little bit scrappier around the edges. If they can continue to clean up, show some of that refinement and improvement, they can continue growing. So exciting. Very exciting. Air Force also had an athlete who had a big ice pack on her shoulder. This is the point in the season. They've been competing about eight weeks now. So some of those little nicks and dings are starting to show up. It's really the time of the season that you want to start taking care maybe resting athletes one week or two so that they're really in their best form for the end of the season. Sort of an interesting check-in on where these two teams are. 
And for the most part, I did think that the commentators did a nice job, but I did make one note. At one point, Marcy said, I don't know what they're going to take off on that routine. I didn't think that was a particularly helpful comment because I think the viewers, depending upon Marcy to say, this is what the deductions were in that routine. This is where the judges might take some for a slight imbalance, body position deduction, didn't quite hit a handstand. And there were a couple of times she said, I don't know what they're going to take on that routine. And I obviously that were 10. So there was something <laughs> to be taken. And I thought she could have done as much as I enjoyed her commentary. And I'd give her a, an A. I'm holding back the A plus because she can delete sentences like that from her commentary. I love it. I, I noticed that too. So I'm, I'm happy you said something. The other thing that I thought was just almost to the point of being laughable during this meeting. They are heavily sponsored at Denver. There were static signs in the arena. There were digital signs in the arena advertising different products. There were stickers on the balance beam with product placement. And then little logos would come up at the bottom of the screen while gymnasts were competing, advertising other products. And I thought, they must be making money hand over fist at Denver because they are so sponsored. I did notice it a little bit, but I, it, since I don't watch the college competitions that much, I didn't know if that's just the way it is. And also because I'm from Denver, I was like, oh, Brackenridge Brewery. I, it, I recognized some of them as well. I would imagine that's distracting for the viewer. Compared to other broadcasts, it seemed extreme to me. Like, yeah. This is very heavily sponsored, and I don't like seeing all of these ads. <laughs> oh, even when the graphics, when they would show you a replay, and the graphics would cut to the replay, and the graphics would cut back oh, yeah. live, that was sponsored. Oh, the law firm. So, that law firm was all over the place. They must have given a lot of money to the they Denver Gymnastics Program. They must have. Who was your favorite from each team? For Air Force, I would say Genevieve. For sure. And Jessica Hutchinson for Denver, for DU. Those two were great. Genevieve was just such a breath of fresh air, yeah. such a joy to watch. And Jessica, she was not doing all around at the beginning of the season. That's another area where she has stepped up since they've lost a few of their teammates. She's been all around now in the last four meets. She's won all around in the last four meets. What a star. She was terrific. The other two I wanted to really call out, Bella Mabanta was so fun to watch. I've enjoyed following her gymnastics and her scores, but to get to see her compete with such passion and fire, she's a terrific competitor. And then from Air Force, Deja Stevenson, her regal carriage, her interesting skill choice on both floor and beam were very fun to watch. She was a good mover, good tumbler. It was nice to see that there were highlights from both teams. So as a wrap up on the scores, Denver finished with a 196.475. Air Force finished with a 194.65. Jessica Hutchinson won the all-around with 39.55, just ahead of Riley Mundell with a 
Riley Mundell won the vault with a 9.875. Jessica Hutchinson and Riley Mundell tied for the bars title with 9.875. Jessica Hutchinson won the beam and the floor with the 9.9 and the 9.95 respectively. So congrats to both teams for a really fun, terrific competition. They had an exhibition on floor from Air Force. I think it was Maddie Kinsey. And on her mount, she was trying to do a two and a half to punch front. And she was under twisted. She wasn't quite ready for the punch front. And her front took her way out of bounds. Way, yes. Rolled over. Yes. Marcy was commenting on how she almost lost track of where she was. Right. Yeah. How disorienting for her that must have felt. Yeah. She seemed fine. She was able yeah. to complete the rest of the routine. She was not in the right position to punch into that front flip. So maybe this is one of the first times that she's doing that floor exercise routine. And maybe she's adjusting to the nerves and the excitement of the competition. But we'll be watching for Maddie to nail yes. tumbling pass in the future. Yes. Let's go, Maddie. Go, Maddie. Go, Maddie. Well, it was really fun to get to see Air Force also. It's a team that I haven't gotten to watch a lot, so I wasn't really sure what we would see. And I was very happy to see great skills, fun routine. The difference between the two is just really the cleaning up some of the skills and the refinement, finishing the, the positions. But it's a really fun team to watch. And if you live near Air Force, go check out their meets. They're a great team. All those folks, they're in Colorado Springs, is that right? I think that's mm -hmm. right. Everyone in between Denver and Colorado Springs, drive up to Denver. If you're in Castle Rock, go to Colorado Springs and then go to DU. Like you're kind of in the middle. You can almost. Go to you don't go to both. So that's, that's a message for all the Castle Rock listeners. Shout out to Castle Rock. And my friend Gina Scalzi. Gina. Who lives in Colorado Springs. <laughs> I'm sure I know others. Anything else you noticed or wanted to call out? No, I feel you are such a wonderful commentator on all of these things. And you made me think about things I hadn't thought about, which is lovely. And it was a wonderful learning experience for me to really know that I was going to be on this podcast with you and to really pay more attention to what's happening on the screen rather than being kind of a passive viewer. I'm just really grateful for the invitation, Kent. Would you be willing to come back again in the future and, and talk about another meet? Heck yeah, let's do it. Because then you can see if my knowledge of the sport, would you call gymnastics a sport? Totally a sport. I mean, they're athletic. I get it. Right. But I come from like a dance theater background. I'm like, do you call gymnastics a sport? Anyway, so yes, you can see my knowledge growth happen. You bring up a good point. I actually think that gymnastics is in a small category. That's a crossover category. It is a sport. Yeah. There's requirements and judging and somebody's going to win. But also part of the enjoyment of the audience, especially for people who may not know what all the different skills are, is to see the, the joy or the passion or the drama or the leg extension or the funky music choreography that they do. That's absolutely part of it too. It, it can be enjoyed on the artistic level and yeah. the athletic level. 
which is what makes it so gorgeous. It's like figure skating. I would put it in the, a very similar category. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I am her son who knows less about the figure skating moves. Mm -hmm. I can tell what some of the jumps are, some of the backward jumps. I don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. but I certainly love watching a passionate routine, fun, exciting routine. I definitely love when I can tell a skater is really into what they're doing or they have really beautiful edges or artistic interpretation of the music and so this is what i think needs to happen is that we need to just rename that third category something like sport utainment sport utainment it's sport utainment kind of like how people are throwing around now with public speakers edutainment you're entertaining me and educating me and i get to see a sports event and i get entertained sport utainment sport utainment 2022 people should send the residual payments for that term directly. you fund your podcast if people <laughs> want to share your opinions about deja stevenson's fun choreography or jessica hutchinson's amazing lines on beam and floor or just want to respond to the new category of sports utainment how can they reach out to you they can find me on all the social platforms i'm on tiktok now kent TikTok. It's very fun. I have a lot of followers and, and I get to give them tips on public speaking. It's great. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. You can email me at Meredith at MeredithGrundi.com. You can send a carrier pigeon. And what's your Twitter and Insta handle? At Meredith Grundi. And that's spelled M-E-R-I-D-I-T-H. Grundi is G-R-U-N is in Nancy. D is in dog. E-I. On Instagram, it's This Improvised Life. Or at Meredith Grundy Coaching. Check her out on all the socials. Yeah, please do. Speaking of TikTok, did you hear on the balance beam, there's a move called a TikTok that one of the Air Force gymnasts did. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. So they go up on their hands on a handstand and they kick one leg over to the other side and then they kick back. Stop so it. That's called a, it's almost Just like stop a, it hands of a clock, a little tick-tock move on the beam. See that this. seems really easy to do. I'm going to go and do that when we get off this call. Well, your splits are so good. I'm sure that your tick-tock. I can nail a good jazz split. I'm sure I can do a tick-tock. Breonna mm -hmm. Carswell from Air Force. She was their first competitor on the balance beam. And I think balance beam is the only event that we saw her on tonight. She did a tick-tock on the beam. And she did it excellently well. And it feels like it should be uploaded to TikTok. I wonder if it already is. Probably is. It probably is. You'll have to check and let me know. I will let you know. That's what friends are for. <laughs> well, listeners, we would also love to hear from you. Please let us know what meet you'd like us to cover next. Any questions you have. You can reach me on Twitter at KentyMac or email kentimac at gmail.com. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, check out videos of some of these conversations on YouTube at Kentimac Gymnastics. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Stay safe and enjoy gymnastics. Double back with Kenty Mac.
So you're one of the people who really encouraged me to get started on this podcast. And you're now joining me on episode eight. And I just Love want it. to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been so much fun and you've been so encouraging through this whole process. So thank you. You're so welcome. And I'm so glad that you're on episode eight already, which is fantastic. It's really cool. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome.